Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are pretty non-basic, if I do say so myself. Welcome to How Did We Get Weird. Jonah, 
As you know, it's back to school time. It's back to school time, yep. So it just had me thinking about going back to school and, you know, we don't have a guest this week, so I thought maybe we could just kind of reminisce a little bit about back to school feelings, memories, and just, you know, all that stuff, even though it's been, I'm actually graduating from school this month, but we're talking more about like being a kid and going to school and not going to graduate school when you're like 40. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, I was excited to do this episode with you where it's just the two of us kind of talking about back to school because we've got a lot of really visceral memories of that time. Yeah. What are some of your memories? Because my biggest memory is, you know, going with Mount of Marshalls. Yeah. Just hitting up Marshalls and, you know, checking out all the latest fashions or maybe the latest fashions from a couple of years ago that are on sale now at Marshalls. This was something that you wrote down right away. You wrote down going shopping at Marshalls, question mark, turtlenecks, question mark. Now I'm wondering, <laughs> so back to school fashion, huge. Is there a certain turtleneck? memory that you have? I just remember being very into turtlenecks, uh-huh. specifically like different colored turtlenecks. Right. I felt like a real go-to outfit for me around fifth grade was like a colored turtleneck and then like one of our dad's like collared shirts, like patterned. Over like a, the turtleneck. Yeah. But, you know, obviously our dad much bigger than me, especially then. <laughs> so just like a really huge like shirt that like a guy who's right my age now would wear and then like a yellow turtleneck. But yeah, I, Marshall's was interesting because I felt like there were some really good deals on designer brands, but maybe just not the most current styles. Right, right, right. Does Marshall still exist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of some. I remember the best thing I got at Marshall's and I can't. This was more of a summer thing maybe than back to school, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Anyway, was I got two pairs of like guest shorts overalls. They were both denim, but one was like denim striped and the other I think was like plain denim. And I would just wear them all the time. I mean, honestly, I probably wore them to school, but Marshall's, I think, (laughs) I think more than me, you are really into designer brands in middle school. And so I think you could get some of those brands that you and your friends were really into at Marshall's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was into, I had a period where I was really into Jabot jeans. Yeah. I think you did have to go to the mall for those. Yeah, I don't know. You never know what you'd find out. You know what? I just did yeah. some research and I found out that TJ Maxx and Marshalls are owned by the same company. Uh, yeah, everybody knows that. I never knew that. I actually <laughs> thought they were competitors. Well, they kind of do commercials together. That's how I think I knew that. They're like TJ Maxx and Marshalls in the commercials. Interesting. I never have seen a TJ Maxx and Marshalls commercial. They seem like they would be competitors. They seem like they would be. But yeah, you could get, especially TJ Maxx too, you could get designer brands. This sounds like it's a commercial now for TJ Maxx. <laughs> I mean, we would go shopping probably, I guess. I don't remember actually really ever going to the mall to like a full price store and going shopping for school clothes, maybe. I remember going to the mall and being in like this department of like Dillard's. Maybe it was called Higby's back then. It was one of the main department stores at our mall. And like being in the boys section while you would get like jeans and being so bored out of my mind. I hated going (laughs) to those places because I felt like I always got lost. They were too big. (laughs) Those department stores at the mall are way too big. Yeah. And like it was just too much going on. I found it to be like really disorienting. I still don't like going in those kinds of stores. I feel like I used to put a lot of pressure on myself for my first day of school outfit. Like it used to be very 
very like, this is what's going to like kind of define who I am for this school year. For sure. Yeah. I remember planning it out, like being very nervous the night before school, but like also like very excited. Uh But I felt like for me, especially when I was older, it was like, what band shirt am I going to wear? Right. To kind of like define my vibe for this year. When in reality, like probably 99% of the school didn't know who any of these bands were or be like, oh, it looks looks like Jonah's moving on from like a pop punk phase into more of like a metallic hardcore phase. Like everyone's probably like this weird guys wearing these weird shirts. What I think probably people were thinking, because this is how I think you came off, was like, oh, this guy's like into cool bands. I don't even know what these bands are, but he doesn't care what people think. But it's interesting that you did care what people thought. I did care, but what I was doing was so esoteric, I feel like, for art school (laughs) that no one was really like keeping tabs on it so much. Although I did, you know, we talked about, I hung out in high, especially in high school with a lot of kids from other schools who were maybe a little more into that kind of stuff. Right, 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 right. But yeah, I remember definitely like spending a lot of time thinking about what I would wear the first day of school. That's so funny, Jonah, because I feel like we never talked about it. Here we are, two kids. We're both so excited for the first day of school, planning our outfits. No conversation about it. (laughs) I had an article. I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast before, but I had this... 17 magazine or something where there was this story that this woman wrote about like planning her outfit for the first day of school and like I think that's where I got a lot of my ideas from and I would like read this article I don't know if you remember this but I had like a bookcase in my room where I had like all these old magazines and books on it and this one do you remember that no Well, this one (laughs) Seventeen magazine, I would just read this article every year before the first day of school. And it would like kind of help me plan my outfit. Wow. Because it would kind of inspire me. And I think the thing I always was kind of going for was like some kind of like a dress or something kind of like feminine with like boots. Because as you know, I had the same Doc Martin boots, like high top boots as you and would like, or maybe you call them like 13 hole or whatever. But I wore them for like many years, especially in middle school. Yeah, I don't remember that. I mean, I remember I had some big docs. But yeah, I mean, I think like what you wear the first day of school is something, especially at that age, it seems like a very big deal to you. But no one else really is necessarily paying attention or cares so much. Yeah. And then when you get to school, you have to act like you didn't really plan it. Right. Like you can't be like, look at what I picked for the first day of school. You have to act like, I guess I just put on this outfit and who even cares? Yeah, it's interesting to think about, you know, our dynamic because, yeah, I don't picture us as kids being like, Vanessa, first day of school tomorrow, like, what are you thinking of wearing? Like, <laughs> I know, that would have been so sweet. I'm thinking about wearing these camouflage pants and this Dead Kennedys t-shirt. You know, do you think this would be a cool... Out- like, I don't know. I felt like I was a little more kept to myself or was a little more in my own head, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I will say this, like, especially once we were in high school, like, no matter what I was wearing to school the first day, I knew my brother was going to take me in his sick car that he got from our grandma that has all these, like, cool band bumper stickers on the back and he's going to be blasting no effects and we're going to show up in the parking lot and everyone's going to be like whoa Vanessa's so punk right again probably not a thing anyone ever thought like probably something that <laughs> seemed like a really cool thing in your head that no one was paying attention to I think they were I feel that they were paying attention now something else that you brought up Jonah when we were talking about this episode was this was also something that I feel like you'd put pressure on yourself to like make cool right decisions was going school supply shopping yeah I was talking with my wife Vicky about this and she was trying to tell me about these Lisa Frank notebooks. Yeah, yes. And what a big deal they were. And I looked them up last night. They seem vaguely familiar to me, but was this something that was like a big 
deal with your scene? For sure. I mean, I think when I was younger, they were like a bigger deal. The thing was, remember, you would get a list from the school for each grade. Oh, yeah. You would get a list. I totally forgot about the... They, and it would be a list of the supplies you needed for that yeah, year. Yeah, because the thing that's so crazy is like in college... You get a list of like what books you need, but you don't get a list of like, get these kinds of like, they just kind of like the rest of your life, you just kind of like wing it. Like what supplies am I going to need? But when we were growing up, yeah, every year you and I would have a different list because we'd be in different grades, even though we were at the same public school. Like it would be like four college ruled notebooks, like four book covers. I remember like there would be certain things like you mentioned, like trapper keepers and other things that I remember would stress me out so much because I'd want one. But I'd be like, it's not on the list. I don't know like how I would ever integrate this into my studies. And I remember seeing kids at school who were just like, fuck it, like I'm gonna get like a trapper keeper or something. And I'd be like, wow, good for them. They like went against the grain. But I would always like want to stick to the list really closely. Maybe that was just me being like a little obsessive, but also like making those choices of like, I remember I always wanted like the notebooks that were like triple thick. Yeah. Cause it would always stress me out if I was in a class and I ran out of space in my notebook and I'd switch to a new one. Yeah, that could be stressful. I always wanted those trapper keepers. I feel like I never got them. I felt like those are always the coolest back to school supply. But yeah, I feel like, you know, you'd really deliberate over like what color notebooks am I going to get? Like, am I going to get a cool 3D design on my notebook? And then something else that I was talking about with my wife yesterday was book covers. Yes. And you wanted to get cool book covers, but they were really hard to put on. Maybe book covers are kind of a scam because you're spending money to get these covers to protect like school property. Right. Like, shouldn't the school be buying the book covers to protect their own books? Why am I going out of my way to buy? That seems weird. Hmm. I guess the school from the school's perspective, (laughs) Jonah, always looking to not get scammed, especially financially by school. But, you know, I think from their perspective, they're saying we're letting you borrow these books. You need to protect them. Otherwise, we'd make you buy them. Right. But when I buy a car, Subaru (laughs) doesn't say, "Okay, we're gonna. I guess what I'm saying is when someone lets you borrow something, they usually don't make you pay to protect it. It, By the way, public school is paid by tax is right. So we are paying for this stuff. So they're essentially your books. Yes, essentially. And so if they want to be protected, I think that's great. I'm all for protecting books. The school wants to reuse them. I think they should. I think the school should provide book cover. What's a book cover cost? Like three cents? Okay. Well, Jonah, I think I think they're saying we want to be able to use these books for several years. Can you help us protect yes, them? Yes, which I think is great. I also think the book covers aren't as expensive as you're making them out to be. And the other thing... I said three cents. Three cents. Well, I think then it's negligible kind of who pays for them. <laughs> Fair. But I think the other thing is... If you'll remember, a lot of people made their book covers out of paper bags, like grocery bags. Right, right. But I always was like, I don't have the patience to do this. Also, um, I want my books to look cool and I don't want them to look like if my book can look like a cool cartoon or something, I'd rather that. Here's the thing that is the coolest for any kind of book cover, folder, binder, anything. And I'll tell you what it was. Okay. Holographs. One time when we went to the Smithsonian with our cousins in Washington, D.C., if you think I don't still remember, I got two folders that were holographic. Like one was purple holograph and I think the other was kind of a turquoise holograph. And man, anything holograph was, first of all, pretty expensive because the technology... Do you mean hologram? 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, no, I mean holographic. Holographic. Okay. In other words, there's a Z or some kind of pattern repeated a million times and it's kind of metallic and it's in a cool color. Is that a holograph? Yeah, it's a holograph or holographic. It's a hologram. Holograms. Yeah. But I would say, do you think today kids at school like probably don't have as many physical school supplies? Like maybe they have an iPad they take their notes on and they want to get a cool... <sighs> I don't know, like Arcade Fire cover for their iPad or something. As much as I am concerned about the environment, would even consider myself an environmentalist. It bums me out that kids are just taking some kind of device around. I write and star in a very successful TV show. Yes. And I take a lot of notes and notebooks still because I love them. And... Like when I go to Target and I have to buy new notebooks, I'm so thrilled. I love opening up a new notebook. Damn. Yeah, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. But I wonder if you're right. But I I would think that they would have some hard copies of things. They probably do. But I mean, I feel like, you know, it's different. You can get your books now from Amazon. You can get them from all these used book sites. I actually, the other day, you know, I've been buying a lot of textbooks for school and the other day, I was out in Connecticut and I found all these textbooks on the side of someone was getting rid of these textbooks and they were really big. They're sociology textbooks. And I was like, oh, these are probably worth a lot of money. Textbooks are so expensive. And I sold back some textbooks that I had used for my master's program. So I told my wife, I was like, I'm going to take these textbooks home. I'm going to sell them. And she was like, it was really hot out. She was like, those look really heavy. <laughs> you can't take all of them. <laughs> uh, probably they aren't worth anything. I was like, nope, I'm going to like make a hundred bucks. This is going to be the easiest hundred bucks ever made. Lugged them home got home, tried to list them. They were all old editions that no one wanted to buy for anything. And then I was stuck with all these heavy books. So I feel like... Sorry, Jonah. I don't know really what the point of that story is, aside from the fact that not all textbooks are worth money. So if you find them on the side of the road, don't necessarily take them. But also, I don't know. I bet you kids can (laughs) get a lot of their materials online. I bet there's less of an emphasis on textbooks today. And probably the book cover industry is hurting. Well, you know, I'm obviously old school and I'm coming from a different time than these kids. But the thing that I loved about having physical textbooks was that you could kind of take notes in them and stuff. Although I guess technically you weren't supposed to because they're supposed to be used by students again. You know, they're supposed to be reused. So I don't know. There's something about I really don't know whether kids have physical textbooks now. I would think they still they would, must but maybe have I'm some, wrong. But I bet you there's a lot more stuff. Like, I think they're allowed to bring laptops into class. I think they take notes on those. I think it's just a different... Like, I feel like technology has changed just the idea of school so much. Like, I can't imagine texting someone at school and being like, hey, do you want to meet for lunch or something? I feel like right. when we were going to school, you walk in the cafeteria, whoever's there at the table, you go sit with. Like, you know, you're not making plans. Now I feel like it's probably a lot more communication that way. And I kind of like the idea of just, you know, whoever's there, that's who you're sitting with. Well, I mean, you're kind of simplifying it. I think that the finding a table in the lunchroom can be a really high stress situation for a lot of people. I remember personally, I generally would sit with the same group whoever had my lunch period with me that I was like kind of friends with. But sometimes I'd have to like choose between groups, which I guess what a great problem to have. I think other people would, you know, like there would be people who would like not have like a group to really sit with and you kind of have to like figure it out. It's kind of a wild west in there. Yeah, I remember. And this sounds so immature now as an adult. But I remember there was a thing with my lunch table where you would really get made fun of a lot if you used a tray. Okay. <laughs> 
that was just considered very uncool. So I would always have to get all this food and like balance it. Like I was balancing my drink and all this food like in my arms with my backpack on because I knew I was like, it's not worth it getting a tray because then I'm going to have to deal with like getting made fun of so much. So I remember like, you know, trying to do this very delicate balancing act while there were unlimited amounts of trays I could carry my food on, um, just to sort of, you know, yeah, looking back, you know, it feels a little bit silly. Jonah, just imagining you carrying so much food in your arms with like your huge Jinko pants on that you can barely, yeah. you know, if you don't trip, you barely walk. I mean, <laughs> it was a treacherous walk back from the cafeteria line to my table. You just make it work, I guess. Before we go to commercial, the last thing I want to say about all these school supplies, and as much as I miss, I was saying, Saying that having a laptop or something takes away from some of the experience potentially. I will say my backpack was so heavy because I was one of those people who didn't want to have to keep going back to my locker to get my books for the next class. So I would just like kind of preload all of my books for like the next four classes in my bag. Sure. It was like dangerous. Like I feel like it was like not good for my back. Right. And so probably cutting back on some of the textbooks is actually really good physically for kids, you know, to not have to be carrying around these. Those textbooks were so heavy. And one th- very important thing related to backpacks we have to include, which I don't know if this is a thing anymore, was you had to wear one strap on your backpack. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> And I don't really see that anymore. So I give a sense that's not a thing, but I feel like it was really cool to wear one strap, not two straps, but probably as far as like posture and like weight distribution, two straps probably makes more sense. Well, here's the order of importance, I think. If you're wearing overalls, you absolutely could not do two straps. You'd have to do one strap or no straps. If you're wearing a backpack, I think you could do two straps, but you'd look kind of like, I think I would do two straps sometimes, but you look kind of like a narc. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You're looking like a narc with two straps. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a quick commercial (laughs) break, but we'll be right back to talk about going back to school. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, and we're back. So Jonah, do you remember, we've talked about kind of the prep of getting ready for your first day of school, but do you remember getting to school and what the first day was like? Just that experience of like going into each class and seeing what your teachers are like and more importantly, who is in the class, you know, and being either really excited because it's people that you're friends with and or have crushes on, or you're kind of swimming solo in this class with a bunch of strangers. For sure. And I can't remember if we got, I was talking about this last night too, I can't remember if we got our schedules in advance. Like, did they mail it to us or how? They were mailed to us. And Jonah, I don't know if you remember this, but they were typed out on these little pieces of paper in a way that was so not stylized at all. It was just these little like typed out words and they made it kind of hard to read, but it would be like, it would say the class, then it would say the last name of the teacher and then it would say the room or something along those lines. And you would just have this little slip of paper you had to bring. And the reason I remember this so viscerally is because I think I still have dreams that I go to middle school or high school and I don't know which classroom to go to next. Yeah, I mean, you have a better memory of this. I mean, you know, I think it's no secret that you were much more dedicated to school than me. I was not as interested. I mean, I got fine grades, but it wasn't my number one priority, I don't think. I just want to say, and we've talked about how you were in Horizons before, which was the gifted program in, I believe, elementary school. You were so smart that I don't think you had to work super hard in school to get relatively good grades, right? Whereas I worked really hard and got, right. I guess, excellent grades in pretty advanced classes, whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> you were not as maybe studious as I was. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is fine. But yeah, I do remember, you know, you walk into the class, you know, you're hoping to see your friends there. If you're not seeing them, you know, that's tough because I basically, I feel like you're in the same classes every day. Yes. It's not really like college or where it's like you've this class this day. This it's like you're like, oh, this is like my whole year basically. The entire year basically. Yeah. Yes. And yes. a year at that when you're younger feels also like 10 years. So right, 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 right. It's rough. It's rough stuff. I just remember depending on what year it was, it was just when you're that age, you make friends so easily to like you just sort of have to make new friends and new classes and stuff. Yeah. But, 
That's true. Yeah, I just remember if you had a crush on someone in the class, it would be so distracting. It was sort of also nice because it's sort of like, not to be super dramatic, but I remember like if I had a crush on someone, it would like help me when I was kind of getting ready for school in the morning because I'd be like, I should like wake up and get ready for school because I want to look nice for this person who like would not even notice me or whatever. (laughs) But it sort of helped motivate you. To sort of get ready to, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I feel like I was really just wanting to get there or with like the least amount of effort, I guess. Right. Like I feel like it started so early, right? Like school starts at 7.30 in the morning. Yes, it was so early. To me, it was like, what is like the littlest amount of time between waking up and being in the car so that I'm not going to get in trouble for being late, but I can get the maximum amount of sleep. Right. I kind of noticed that about a lot of guys at school, <laughs> that they sort of put no effort in. Meanwhile, the girls are straightening their hair and spending all this time getting ready for school. Right, right. And then, you know, we talked about, I had one year, you know, I'm not a great swimmer. I had one year where I had <laughs> swimming first period or second period. And then, you know, Ugh. your hair is all crazy the whole rest of the day anyways, because you've just been swimming. And so what's the point? What's the point? Exactly. Exactly. What's the point? Now, one more thing, Vanessa, you wanted to bring up before we move on was study halls. Yes. And what are your thoughts on study hall? Because that is, I feel like, is a weird choice for a class that seems a little bit like we don't have anything to put in here. So just go in this room and study. But no one actually got any studying done. Maybe you did. I don't feel like I ever did. I always tried to get stuff done during study hall, but it was so tempting to just try and talk to your friends and stuff because it was so fun to have a break from actual classes. But the thing that was always such a hard dynamic in study halls was generally you had to be pretty quiet in them, meaning like you weren't allowed to talk at all. Yeah, And so it was really hard to talk to your friends in them because the only rule was you can't talk. I'm picturing this room for study hall that's almost like bleachers with like long desks, like a long table and just rows going up. Jonah, the reason you're thinking of that is because you had study hall in the room that was like that. Okay. (laughs) The room you're thinking of, there was one room in our high school that was like bleachers all the way up and then a screen in the front. That was also the room if you did driver's lessons, like you'd meet at the high school in that room. That room was used for a lot of like... Yeah. It was sort of the closest thing we had to a college type classroom. What do you call those in college? Like an auditory or like... Lecture halls. That room resembled a lecture hall. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, study hall was always a weird... Because also they wouldn't have a teacher in charge. They'd have sort of a teacher's aide in charge. Uh And I remember there was one guy that we always had in charge. I can't think of what his name is. But I remember other students would sort of make fun of him. And he was sort of a weird guy. And he was in charge. And he would say like, oh, I was at the JCC. I saw your mom. And I'd be like, what? And I'd ask mom about it. And she'd be like, I have no idea who that is. (laughs) Interesting. I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. So I I was on our school's website, which, you know, I was on it in a previous episode of this podcast, checking out the lunch menu, I believe, with Shalita Grant. So you'll definitely want to check that out if you want some updates on that. (laughs) And I was checking out, there's so much stuff going on on this site. Oh my gosh, there's so many clubs. There's a Hall of Fame. Yes. You can get merch. You can get a transcript, you know, which I, you know, I would actually, maybe I'll get one of those someday. You will. What I found kind of interesting was there is a section of the site under alumni called Notable Alumni. Uh Uh-huh. And this gave me an idea for a segment that I thought we could play where we kind of go through the Notable Alumni. There isn't a lot. And maybe we see who's in it. 
and maybe why I'm not in it. Um, spoiler alert, you're in it. Okay. This is a segment that I call Congratulations, You Played Yourself. Congratulations, You Played Yourself. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because... I feel like the school may have, you know, made an error here, including some of these people and not including me. So wait, can you explain the title <laughs> of this segment to me again? Con- congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> what is, will you just explain it's it? It's a phrase made popular by uh, DJ Khaled. Okay. And I just find it to be a really funny phrase that I've been kind of using more. And I just thought it'd be a good title for this segment. What's he saying when he says it? It's kind of like... You're played out? No, no, more like you kind of like self-sabotaged. So you're saying Orange School self-sabotaged by like picking these people and not picking others. Yeah, exactly. I think they're going to look back on it and be like, I think we played ourselves by not including Jonah Bear on this notable alumni list. <laughs> okay. Basically, like they blew it. They blew it. Basically, they blew it. Can I ask this? What's the difference between this notable alumni and the Hall of Fame? I think the Hall of Fame is more for teachers. Okay. I think it's more like a staff thing. Got it. I'm not exactly sure. And you can write an application on the site to be in the Hall of Fame. Can you write an application to be a notable alumni? I don't know how you get on there. I think it's just one of those things like getting verified on the social media. Like it just happens if you're one of those folks and otherwise... I don't think there's like a formal application process, but I'm hoping this podcast might kind of get me up on there because, you know, Vanessa, you're actually in a lot of local Hall of Fames. You're on the Tommy's Restaurant Hall of Fame. We talked about you're on the Notable Alumni. So these are big milestones. Can I just say something about this Hall of Fame thing? Sure. It seems like they kind of let it go. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's people from my grade, actually, Devin Booker 2000 is in the Hall of Fame. There's a few of them. There's like a staff Hall of Fame and an athletic Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame seems like it's not really kept up. Yeah, it might not be really kept up. Probably I'm the only one looking at this, actually. Let's go through. Let's go through the notable alumni is what you Notable mean. alumni. Right, right. So number one, we got George Stephanopoulos, who, yes, obviously, George Stephanopoulos should be in the notable alumni. You know, give me a break. Everyone knows who this guy is. Yeah. You know, he's had an amazing career. And me and you met him. I feel like he was one of those people we heard went to our high school, but I didn't totally believe it. Well, the rumor was that he went to our high school and then in 10th grade, he transferred to the all boys private school U.S. Right. And so we were at an event once. Yes. And I remember we asked him, we said, did you really go to our high school? And he said, yes, I went there. Yeah. So we got confirmation from him. Well, I had met his wife. His wife, Allie Wentworth, had like a show that I had done. And I remember I discussed it with her and I said, I think your husband went to my high school. And she was like, oh, yeah, orange. And I was like, but I think he switched to a private school for his last few years. And she said, no, he graduated from Orange. And I said, I'm not sure you're right about that. And she said, I'm his wife. I'm right. I've worked with her again. She's really nice. <laughs> she would nice. probably know better than you about someone who graduated 20 years before you went to high school. Like, you know more about his career than her. That she's really nice. And I think she was just trying to, she had a good point that she was married to him and I had only heard rumors. So that would be a perfect example of you playing yourself. She could have said to you, Vanessa, congratulations, you played yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Stop telling me where my husband graduated from high school. But she didn't because, you know, she, she was being, she was being nice. Yes. So next up on the list, we got, first we got George Stephan. So yeah, I agree. I agree. He should be in the list for sure. Next up, we got Vanessa Bayer. And this is a little dated. It says you're a current Saturday Night Live member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks like this is basically lifted from your Wikipedia page. Same with George Stephanopoulos. Yeah, it's got a lot of stuff about where I went to college and, and 
and stuff I did in Chicago. It, it hasn't been updated. And honestly, I guess I should talk to someone about that. But yeah, it says Vanessa Bayer, current Saturday Night Live cast member. And look, it has a fair amount from my Wikipedia page. They didn't yeah. skimp on the details, which I appreciate. You got a lot of real estate on this notable alumni page. Not quite as much real estate as Stephanopoulos, but they also... <laughs> oh, yeah. For George Stephanopoulos, I think they haven't quite updated his either. So look, we're kind of the only two that get like full Wikipedia details under our name. Right. Yeah. So that's true. So I agree you should be in there, of course. Thank you, Jonah. Next up on the list, former guest on this podcast, J.D. Sampson from La Tigre. Yes, of course, J.D. should be on the list. J.D., I'm actually, I think it's awesome that J.D. is on this list. Agree. We love J.D. Now, I will say this. They don't have any Wikipedia details under her name, but you can click on where it says La Tigre. Oh, and it'll take you. And it'll take you to a link that doesn't work. <laughs> Okay. And that seems actually you can do that for all these other people. It's like a... Yeah, for their names too. And they'll take you to... You can click on J.D. Sampson takes you to a link that doesn't work. Okay. So J.D. Sampson. So the next person, Jonah. Next person. This is an interesting one. Yes. Frank Kavanaugh. And so this person was in Filter, the band Filter, who you might remember, who I was a very big fan of. And I actually don't think I knew that this guy went to our high school. I didn't either. Because I think I was like, I feel like Filter was the kind of band that played a lot of these radio festivals like growing up and, you know, their classic album Short Bus came out in 95. And I knew that he was involved in Nine Inch Nails. So their big song was Hey Man, Nice Shot. That's why I say Hey Man, Nice Shot. Yep. Good shot, man. Hold on, I'm not done. <laughs> That's why I say Hey Man, Nice Shot. What a good shot, man. Hey, man, nice shot. Yep. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> hey, man, nice shot. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, so Frank was in the band from 95 to 2002. So he's a legit member of Filter. So Richard Patrick is the main guy in Filter. He's the singer, the songwriter, and he is the younger brother of Robert Patrick, who is an actor who was in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. He was like... Oh, was he like the villain? He was a villain who was always like morphing into those different like metal things. He was like fighting Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. He was also in The Sopranos. He played the guy who got himself in trouble in The Sopranos. Anyway, more known for Terminator 2. But he was with Arnold. He was a guy always fighting Arnold. Scary. Good at being a scary guy. Thin guy. Yeah. Thin scary guy. That's his brother. But yeah, Frank Cavanaugh was in the band from 95 to 2002, which is legit because I follow a lot of bands. I'm on a lot of bands Wikipedia pages. I love looking at the history of bands, members, and a lot. Of, not surprising. Some of these people, and this is not a diss to anyone, but it's like, if you joined Filter in 2019, it's not the same to me as playing in Filter in 1995 at the peak of their popularity. It's at like, the peak of, hey, man. It's a difference between like, Sorry. oh, I was there when we were playing arenas versus like playing what we would call C or D markets, more of like a rib cook-off or county fair type situation. Right. Which is not a diss on those guys. I'm not saying they're doing that, but it's also, you want to be associated with the band during the era of their popularity. So, and 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 this Frank Kavanaugh, look, he was. He did it. Yeah. And I think for that reason, he deserves to be a notable alumni. Exactly. So I'm going to give it up for Frank Kavanaugh. I mean, I'm actually sort of surprised that he's on this list. I mean, there's a lot of musicians on this list, which I feel like maybe is why I'm a little bit... Insulted. Insulted, yeah. Which brings us to our next one. And this is the one... Ooh. I, and again, I don't know this guy. This is nothing personal, but the last one on the list is 
Mark Rosewater, who's a head designer for Magic the Gathering. Okay. Magic the Gathering is... It's a game. I mean, this guy, he's a little older than us. He was born in 67. He went to Orange High School and then Boston University. And I mean, this guy has designed a lot of video games. Many. I mean, this guy has a very in-depth page with, you know, 50 references. He's had quite a career. But I guess... To me, when I think notable alumni, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of sort of public-facing projects. I'm thinking, oh, okay, Frank Kavanaugh, he played in Filter. JD, Latigra, Vanessa Bayer, TV, George Stephanopoulos. I'm thinking, hmm, who else do I know like that? Uh, I don't know. Has anyone else played in a bunch of bands? Yeah, right. Gone on tour all around Europe. All around Europe, written for national publications. To me, the Magic the Gallery thing, is it's a big deal. And this is not to take away from his accomplishments. But I do feel it's not as much of people aren't like, oh, is that the guy who helped design Magic the Gathering? Yeah. I mean, unless you're at like a Comic-Con type situation, it feels to me like I'm not saying he shouldn't be in there, but. But it's like if he's in there, you should be, too. Yes. Is kind of. That's kind of what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that, you know, people should contact the school (laughs) and make a petition and make a big deal out of it because honestly, like, I don't really care. Right. It sounds like you don't. I was really just looking for a way to fill time with the segment. Totally. But I also feel like, hmm, this seems kind of weird. Hmm. I wonder if this guy knows anyone who works on the school's website because he's got all these connections with Magic the Gathering. And it's kind of like a techie thing. And maybe, you know, maybe he's talking to his buddy in the communications department who works on the site and saying, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, Jonah, first of all, I hope that some of the heads of this site are listening to our podcast. And honestly, I hope they're open to feedback because I think you've brought up some really good points about this notable alumni page. The other thing I kind of want to point out is like, it feels like they're very entertainment and media focused. I just want to say this as well. I remember when I was on Saturday Night Live, people would bring up to me a lot that there was somebody, I think a few years younger than me, who was starring on Broadway. And I can't remember who it was, but I just remember them bringing up this person's name. And like, why isn't that person on here? You know, if they're so into kind of performing arts as being the thing that makes you a notable alumni. The other thing I want to say, Jared Stein, who you may know as son of the current, I believe, owners of Corky and Lenny's, he was music supervisor on American Idiot. You know, you would see him on stage playing piano during the Green Day musical. Why isn't he on here? And also, why aren't, you know, again, I brought her up before, bring her up again, Sasha Ross. She's a periodontist. Is that somehow not as notable? Yeah, it's definitely skewed. I was thinking about who to petition and I was thinking, hmm, who is the president of my class? And then I was thinking, if you're the president of a class, like, is it like being a Supreme Court justice? Like you're a president forever if anything ever comes up with your high school class? Yes. Isn't that so weird? It's like being a Supreme Court justice. Well, this is interesting, Jonah, because... (laughs) I feel like depending on who, because those are the people, not necessarily the president, but some mixture or someone in the world of the president, the vice president, the treasurer and the secretary of your class are the people who still are supposed to plan your reunions. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I never was interested in doing that stuff, but I feel someone was like, okay, you got to plan the fifth year. I'd be like, yeah, I ran for this office when I was 18. Like, I never said, like, exactly. the rest of my life I was going to deal. Like, I got other stuff going on now. I'm not just, like, a kid who's, like, watching Saved by the Bell and eating Fruit Loops. Like, I'm not... It seems weird to me. Someone, it seems like you shouldn't have to do that. I believe that Donna Lee was treasurer of my grade, and she is good about, like, being on top of that kind of stuff. But I 
remember voting for president and being like, I don't know if this, like trying to figure out like who will be the best at keeping in touch with us in like 50 years. <laughs> wow. Because that's what they have to well, do. I'm glad you were thinking about that. Yeah, I never I never had that thought. It's crazy. It is like being a Supreme Court justice, Jonah. It's funny because when you're doing that stuff in middle school, you're running for those positions on student government. Those are the little leagues, you know, like you're done at the end of elementary school or whatever. Right, right, right. It's different. And it's not like being a justice in the sense there's no money, there's no prestige, there's no power. I mean, it's just got to be annoying. Every 10 years, you just just got to plan this. It's like being like a party planner for free or something. <laughs> yes. I think what you have to do is you have to be in touch with people who will kind of spearhead it, even if it's not going to be you. Right. Because I think there are those people in every grade at every school who are so excited to do that kind of stuff. You know, you can kind of have those people sort of run it, but you at least need to be putting those building blocks together so that the right people are activated to kind of get that reunion together. I don't know exactly. I don't remember who my student by president is, but I wonder if I could go to them and say, I'm having an issue with the school notable alumni page right you're the president you're the actual president like i'm going to the top yeah do you have any sway over this over the hall of fame over all of these i mean what is your role what's the chain of command well jonah i think that the student government from your grade since your grade is no longer at the school is only really responsible for events that concern solely your grade. So basically only reunions. And look, it's not just the president. It's also you can, I think, talk to the vice president, the secretary or the treasurer. <laughs> but when it comes to things like this notable alumni page on our school's website, I think you got to go to the actual top, which means, look, let's look at staff. I'm going to go to staff right now, staff directory. It says, connect with us, contact us. It gives a phone number. I think you need to call that number. Should we call right now? <laughs> Maybe we'll call between now and when we do our next podcast. I think we need to call this 216 number and we need to say, who do I talk to? I can call and say, who do I talk to about getting my brother on the list of notable alumni? You could say, hi, I'm a notable alumni and I want to nominate my brother to be included. It would mean the world to us. If they say no, then, you know, you say, congratulations, you played yourself. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. So it's a win-win, I think. And on that note, I think we've really done a great job of covering the first day of school. I also just want to, <laughs> I, my hope is that I don't even have to call this number, is that somebody from the Orange Schools community is listening and says, we're going to add Jonah to this list of notable alumni. And while we're at it, we're going to maybe do a quick refresh on Vanessa's uh, description kind of <laughs> update. <laughs> maybe include a trailer of her show. Yeah. Maybe talk about, you know, my show or whatever. And maybe consider some other notable alumni and maybe kind of define what constitutes a notable alumni. Although I will say... What's funny is I think I'm making such a big deal of this because this kind of sounds like a list like I would make i'm like well who's in cool bands <laughs> like that's basically it the really list. is it is actually a very cool <laughs> list it's mostly just yeah. people who are in cool bands yeah so i think that's why i feel left out because i'm like my band is cool but i do feel like it is a very like yeah definitely latigra filter you should be in the list no question yes so yeah we're gonna take a break and then we'll be right back after this Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If if you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily, as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which is morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to Black women the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So we hope everyone enjoyed this episode about back to school. Really quick before we log off, we have a text update we just got from our dad. And I believe this is in reference to our episode we recently released with Jenny Owen Young's, Mm -hmm. where we talked about the McDonald's snack wrap. Yes, yes. And our dad sent a text to both of us and says, I don't think he'll mind us reading this. I don't think he'll mind. It says, FYI, the McDonald's snack wrap was a delicious combination of chicken white meat, fried or grilled. I always order grilled, (laughs) along with lettuce and shredded cheese. You had your choice of ranch or barbecue sauce. I used to get two for lunch at $1.79 each. Wendy's had the same thing for $1.99 each. 
both restaurant chains discontinued them, much to my chagrin. Wow. So yeah, our dad apparently was very familiar with the McDonald's snack wrap, which neither of us were, which is really interesting, don't you think? Yeah, I really think that he's clarified some stuff for us because it probably was, for someone who's so passionate about McDonald's snack wraps, it probably was disappointing for him to go, neither of my kids has any idea what this is. Really? Yeah. They played themselves. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jonah, this was a really fun podcast. I love getting this little response in from our dad at the end. I hope people are feeling excited and just ready to go back to school. Jonah, any advice for any kiddos going back to school that are listening? Yeah. You know, we made a lot of jokes. We've had a good time, but just want to reiterate school is really important. Getting your education, focusing. There's a lot of distractions out there. So just study hard, work hard, do the flashcards, do what you need. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. So just try to enjoy your school experience and try to just, you know, have a great school year. Yeah. Vanessa, what about you? Any thoughts? Yeah, I would say try and soak up all that knowledge you're being taught in class. Enjoy the time with your friends. You know, just know that there's just nothing like school and going back to school and and just make the most out of all the new classrooms and classes and outfits that you're trying out in this coming year. And yeah, I'm excited for you. Yeah. And just, you know, you probably want to listen to this podcast. Listen to it when you get home. You know, don't listen to it during class. Right. You know, you might want to listen during class, but you really should be paying attention and then, you know, save the podcast for when you get home. Yes. But also when you're with your friends at school, you can plug the podcast to them. <laughs> Otherwise, you're... <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. definitely. Definitely <laughs> plug the podcast to your, friend, to your friends at school. You will seem so mature because you'll be like... Let's try to plan it out. Like, uh, Vanessa, how was your summer? Great to see you again. Yeah, it was really good. You know, I got really into this new podcast called, well, I guess it's been around for like a year now. It's called How Did We Get Weird? It's with Jonah Bayer from United Nations Band. Oh, he's going back to school to become a mental health counselor, which is awesome. And Vanessa Bayer, you know, so a lot of people know her from Saturday Night Live, but now they should know her from her show. I love that for you. It's so fun. They've got the best guests. And also, you know, like maybe you need a break from homework or just, you know, from everyday school stuff, you know, not during class, but when you're home from school, you should listen to it. Yeah, I think that sounds like a very probably exactly the way a middle or high school kid talks. Yes. And we'll see what happens with this notable alumni thing. I'll be, you know. Yeah. Orange schools, maybe, you know, listen up. Listen up. We appreciate that there's a notable alumni section. We'd love Jonah to be added to it. If you're going to have the alumni section, let's keep it updated, not just for myself, but (laughs) for the other people from our school who have also had really impressive accomplishments that might feel a little overlooked. So with that, we will say thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you like it, subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes. And we'll be back next week, most likely with a guest, where we will discuss other cultural touchstones from our childhood, such as going back to school. Don't play yourself. I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. 
Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then, fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts